When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Tech Sideline High Tech Studios in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's Friday, January 5th, 2024, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to talk all things tech men's and women's hoops, including the women's win over Wake Forest, the men's date with Florida State, and a big-time showdown with NC State inside Castle Coliseum. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by The Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to The Hokie Way support Hokies NIL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, let's welcome in our managing editor, David Cunningham. David, as always, first off, thanks for hopping on. Happy New Year to you. First time back here in the studio since the start of 2024 and Welcome back from Winston-Salem. Maybe a little Winston-Salem doubt and probably happy to be back in Blacksburg. Yeah, uh, I mean, luckily Winston-Salem's only, you know, an hour 45 down the road. But, um, you know, at least the the women's result was a positive one. Uh, The men did not play very well when they were down there on Saturday. The women played pretty well on Thursday. They weren't great and they weren't perfect, but they played well enough to get the job done. They were very good in in certain stretches of the game. Uh, and when you have Georgia Amore and Elizabeth Kitley on your team, that helps. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. I was going to say, a little bit of a dogfight last night. 82-73 was the final Hokies over Wake Forest down in Winston-Salem in front of a very pro-Hokie crowd as well. You mentioned it, Liz Kitley, George Amore, each with double-doubles, 27-12, and 12, I believe, for Kitley, 20-10 and 10 for Amore. And it was interesting, too, because I didn't realize it until you put it in your post-game story, but there was a chance that Georgia Amor wasn't going to play yesterday. She was sick for the last few days. Yeah, Georgia Amor uh, did not participate in shoot-around ahead of Thursday's game at Wake Forest. She woke up, felt sick, uh, went to, I believe, Aaron Cash, the team trainer, uh, and Kenny Brooks said that Aaron Cash called him down to the hotel room. You know, I guess I guess they have a it's either her hotel room or a hotel room set up to do all the, the training stuff, you know, where where you're taping angles and, and all that. And uh, and he's like, I knew somebody was sick, but I didn't know who. And he was like, you, you can imagine my the thoughts going through my head when I walk in. It's Georgia Amor. Um, but they went. So she did not participate in shoot around. They went to shoot around, and Kenny Brooks said, as we were, like, we had not even left the arena yet, and George Amor texted me, I have FOMO, you know, and uh, and she felt better. She ate. They had a conversation at the hotel, I believe, b- before 
uh, they came back over and, and George Amos, Kenny Brooks was like, are you good? And she's like, I'm good. Like I really, I'm good. Uh, so good thing she played because she had 20 and 10 and she was very important in this win. Obviously she's, you know, one of the best players in the country, but to not have her, you know, Tech had to come up with a completely different game plan in case Amor was not going to play. Luckily, Amor did play. She felt fine after the game. Good to see. Honestly, probably just like a little stomach bug sort of sort yeah. of thing. Um, Jordan flu game vibes? Probably. From George yeah. Amor? No, it was good. 38 minutes, too. Yeah. 38 minutes on the floor. She barely came off the floor. How about Rose Michaud, too? thought it was maybe her best game at Virginia Tech. 13 points in 18 minutes. Absolutely. Uh she seven had, rebounds too yeah she had six second chance points she had four offensive rebounds she gave the Hokies extra possessions and I think it, it's very important in a game like that where everything can kind of swing it, in a in a close game everything can kind of swing depending on offensive rebounds and little things like that like this the the second chance opportunities you get are are more magnified in a game like that and there were a couple where she and Claire Strack had one I believe in the second half went up got a rebound was physical put it back up scored and those are the things that she excels at and we haven't seen that a whole lot from her so far this year, but that's that's a big positive that that Rose Michaud was able to come in. She had seven points in the second half. That those were important contributions because Elizabeth Kittley and George Amor scored twenty nine of the thirty nine. But if they don't have you know those contra- those seven points from Michaud, they don't have Kayla King's three. You're looking at a a game that comes down to the wire. Yeah. No, without a doubt. It's a good win for Virginia Tech. Again, maybe you would have thought it would have been a larger point differential, but at the same time, you went on the road in the ACC, you'll take that 10 times out of 10. Third time the Hokies are 2-0 in league play in the Kenny Brooks era too, so nice to see that from Virginia Tech. Let's go ahead and preview the weekend, and we'll start with the men. They're taking a trip down to face off against a team that absolutely wants to be in the ACC right now in the Florida State Seminoles down in Tallahassee, and that's an interesting matchup. So what kind of catches your eye about that one down in Tallahassee? Well, I think Florida State has not been very good. Uh, kind of hit or miss this year. Had a couple okay okay wins earlier in the year. Lost about four in a row. Lost against Lipscomb on Saturday, but won its ACC opener. It's a very hit or miss team. Uh, Leonard Hamilton, of course, has been there for a very long time. And it's exactly what you'd expect from a Florida State team. Long, lengthy. Yes. They have every single player but one is 6'5 or taller for Florida State. They are tied for first in average height in the country. They are going to test Virginia Tech in the ability to move the ball and get open shots. Because in a game like this you don't necessarily want to drive into the lane and try to force something because there are going to be a lot of tall bodies around you. A lot of people who block shots, they block a lot of shots. They force a lot of turnovers simply because of their length. Now they're not very good offensively. They're kind of hit or miss there. If you're Virginia tech, this is a game where you have to play defense for 40 minutes 
and and hope you find something offensively that can can spark you and it all comes down to ball movement this is a Virginia Tech team that had 12 first half turnovers at Wake Forest that's a very good Wake Forest team but 12 turnovers in the first half is bad 19 yeah. for the game that's not that's not how you win basketball games under Mike Young and they know that i think moving the ball is the most important thing because if you can get Florida State flying around and and uh, switching everything that makes things a little bit more difficult good opportunity for Virginia Tech to to get back on the right track in ACC play first first game in a stretch of five that is either a quadrant two or quadrant one game Clemson a ranked team number 16 comes to town on uh, next Wednesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, it all. It all runs together. Miami and UVA are, are in that group, and the, and NC State on Correct. the road. Yes, sir. So it, <laughs> it's going to be a very very challenging two week stretch here. You do not want to start off with a loss because if you go start one and two in the ACC, and if Clemson, Miami, UVA, NC State, all teams that are very good this year that I mean you think about Mike Young's last couple teams they've all started poorly in the ACC they started two and seven you cannot start poorly in the ACC if you get behind like like that's why this game is so important and the Clemson game is so important like like I get it the ACC's can be very difficult but if you get behind the eight ball where you're you're going to you're two and three and then you're two and four, like things do not look good because then you're just trying to crawl back and you're trying to crawl back and, and it starts to snowball. So this is an opportunity for you to kind of get ahead in the curve. You got Clemson coming in here on Wednesday. I think that's a game that not tech I mean, you're at home. I think tech could win it. But it's a game that Clemson's been playing pretty good basketball lately, you know, outside of what happened against Miami in the, in the last ACC game. So there are opportunities here. You got to take advantage of Florida State. Yeah. This is a game Virginia Tech has to win. Like, yes. has to win. Yeah. And if, if, you, could, if you want an NCAA tournament resume, yes. you can't lose this game. It could turn into one if the Hokies, to your point, lose this one. Then in March, you're like, well, they lost to Florida State. And maybe you thought the South Carolina game was like that, but the Gamecocks, to their credit, are actually having a pretty good year. So we'll see how they end up doing in the SEC. Florida State comes in 7-6. and They've actually played a pretty strong schedule, but have lost a majority of those games. Lost four in a row to Georgia, North Carolina, South Florida, and SMU. They've also played Florida, and they did beat then number 18 Colorado earlier this year. So they do have a good win, but to your point, they did lose to Lipscomb earlier this week. Coming off of a 82-71 victory over Georgia Tech earlier this week as well, VCU transfer Jameer Watkins leads the way, averaging 13 points and six boards. And Darren Green Jr. and Primo Spears are each averaging double figures as well with 13 and 12. You're not in Tallahassee this weekend, but that's largely because the 13th-ranked women have a pretty big one on Sunday afternoon in Castle Coliseum with number 3 NC State coming to town for a noon tip. Pretty big one, if you ask me. I hope the weather's good yeah. enough that, that the uh, that the crowd can show out. Um, 
top 15 game. I'm, I'm very interested to kind of see there. I don't, we were taught, we were following the game last night. NC state beat, beat Florida state in overtime in a top 25 game last night. Their center, NC state center river Baldwin got hurt. She left the game in the third quarter. I believe if she can't go for some reason against Virginia tech and, and like, it might be Elizabeth Gilley's show. Yeah. And I, I mean that because Baldwin has has played okay against Kitley in the past, but NC State struggled to defend her last season. Now, this is a completely different NC State team. This is a very good NC State team. Very guard-heavy between Zoe Brooks, who comes off the bench, a true freshman, Saniah Rivers. She had a 30-10-5 game earlier this year against UConn. She's very good. They have the playmakers on the wings. I think they're still trying to piece it together a little bit in the front court. But but they are a very dangerous team. The, last night, you know, it was River Baldwin's game for her to kind of leave the game, which it sounds like it was like a, a foot or <laughs> foot or ankle injury. Um, that that is big because that is NC State's interior. Um, she she had twenty one and eight before she left. That 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 would be a big loss. But I'm expecting, a, a, hopefully, a good crowd. Um, I'm not sure how much the weather is going to impact things. Um, but, you know, Virginia Tech and NC State, it's always a close one when, when these two teams meet. Always, always close. And Virginia Tech swept NC State last year. They did. One of the last times NC State was in here as a top five team, Virginia Tech won. This is going to be an extremely close game. Yes. And the weather, to your point, does not look good Saturday. A lot of snow and ice in the forecast. And that's, as of now, a little bit into Sunday morning as well. So hopefully, for the crowd's sake, it does hold off a little bit, but you never know. People forget, too, the Wolfpack were actually picked to finish eighth in the ACC in the preseason poll. So maybe, like, I, I think the casual could almost forget about NC State because they weren't picked very high, but goodness gracious, they are dynamic. Ozai James, Sanaya Rivers, and River Baldwin all lead the way. They have six players that average double figures. Six. I mean, they are that good across the board. Yeah, uh, you look at the box score from last night, they had five in double figures. Baldwin, James, Rivers, Hayes, Brooks, the one who didn't, that usually does, was Mimi Collins, and she had nine. Uh, But she also had 11 rebounds. This is a good team. Shot 45%, limited Florida State to 38%. Uh, that That's a very good Florida State team. Tonight, Latson had 30 points. Uh, this is this is going to be Virginia Tech's first big benchmark. First big, I would call it a midterm exam. Virginia Tech has six wins against sub-500 teams since it lost to LSU. You come back, you're at home in Castle Coliseum, Sure, there might not be a great crowd depending on the weather, but you're you've got a chance to beat a, the number three team in the country, and it's not like Virginia Tech is a slouch either. I mean, this is thirteen versus three. I'm I'm very very excited. I think this will be very good. NC State has been very good defensively and very good on the glass this year. Tech has to excel in those areas. And I think that's why the performance of Rose Mishaw is so important because she was good on the glass yesterday. Olivia Samil's been good on the glass. Tech has gotten good contributions in that area. What I worry about a little bit is defense. 
At the same time, though, NC State's going to have to be able to stop Virginia Tech. And, you know, the Hokies shot 62% in the second half yesterday. You know, while they gave up 69% in the second half, they were still shooting the ball well, too. So a little bit give and take. It's going to be a rock fight. It's early, but is there a chance that this game could really end up deciding? Again, they do play in Raleigh later this year. But is there a chance that this is one of those games that decides who wins the ACC regular season? Uh, if, if this was a one-time meeting, I'd say yes. I think because Tech goes to Raleigh later. Uh, and, and it's also so early. This is game three yes. in the ACC. It's, it's way too early for that. Now, when they meet in Raleigh later, potentially it, so. it could potentially decide it. What I will say is this. Virginia Tech wins this game. Virginia Tech has a leg up on NC State in a tiebreaker for the entire year until they meet again in Raleigh. Doesn't doesn't matter if, um, you know, I mean, if it's if it's a three way tie, it makes it a little bit different. But um, but this is a game you need to win if you're Virginia Tech. If you want to compete for that ACC championship, this is a game that you have to win. And it's not like the opportunity's not there. It's not like the past, you know. Look back to three years ago, four years ago, when Tech walked in and was was hoping to keep it close, hoping to keep it reasonable, which it did. No, this is like this is a top fifteen matchup, and, and I think you know people. You, you mentioned Carter that NC State was picked eighth in the ACC. Well, NC State was average last year. This is a completely different team. This is a very good NC State team. This will be Tech's first big challenge since going on the road and losing at LSU. Yes, Tech has played some some games since and looked good, but can you do it against the best comp, some of the best competition in the conference against the team that's rolling right now? NC State has not lost yet. NC State beat Colorado, uh, a very good Colorado team in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Beat UConn, obviously. This is a very very good team. If you're going to beat them, you're going to have to play your best basketball. Yep. They're 14-0, and really, prior to the Florida State win in overtime, none of their games were really close. No. The game in Charlottesville on Sunday, I watched a little bit of that one first half. Sure, it was it was close-ish, but, uh, but NC State certainly pulled away in the second half. Should be a fun one. Should be a fun one indeed. David, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill, and that was your Friday installment of TSL Today.